Hello and welcome to RipperCast, your podcast on Jack the Ripper and the Whitechapel murders. And I'm pleased to be joined with the creators and hosts of the podcast Sherlock from Adler to Amberley that we host here on the RipperCast podcast network. RipperCast has never really interviewed these guys before. And so this is a little crossover episode. I'm pleased to have here Carl Kopik and John Reese. Hello. Hello, Jonathan. You guys have been on a, a part of the RipperCast feed for about three years now three years in november i believe it will be and rippercast in the past has had uh like with carl um 10 weeks in Whitechapel, which yeah. was a, a series that ran for several episodes so we we tend to like to kind of try to do this limited run series type things is what i would refer to them as and uh carl approached me again almost three years ago, asking me if I'd be interested in hosting on the Rippercast podcast feed a limited run series covering all the Sherlock Holmes stories. And being the nice guy that I am, I said, of course. So, I knew uh, you would. But I, I wanted to have you guys on to uh, kind of uh, have, you, have you tell us how, how this all came about. How did the, the idea of doing the Sherlock Holmes podcast first occur to you? Well, um, I, I'll, I'll take this first one, John, because it, it, it ends in a, in a strange meeting we had. Um, I'm a big fan of the TV programme, The West Wing, uh, which has finished many decades ago now. And Josh Malina and um, uh, I'm called Rishi Kishareway. I think I've got that name right. I'm not sure. Um, Rishi, anyway. He, um, they went through every single West Wing episode one by one, and Josh Molina was in the West Wing, so he was, he was able to bring some... Um, this is what happened on set. This line was thrown away. Yeah, it's a very funny show. And as a Sherlock fan myself, knowing that there's 56 six short stories, I like the idea of doing them in order. And there are there are other podcasts such as However Improbable, um, who do it chronologically, which is impossible because no one knows what the chronology was, including Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And um, so I just like the idea of that. Uh, John and I had never met, and we were at the 2019 East End Conference. It was, it was the 2019 East End Conference. Which, which, and, uh, I'll never forget this long as I live. So I'm walking around slightly petrified because I'm hosting it for the first time. And um, uh, I, I just went upstairs to, 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 to go outside, and John was just sat on his own at a table. And John said, Carl, can we talk about Sherlock? And within 10 minutes, we decided to do the podcast together. <laughs> so uh it, it really went that quick and we were very lucky with um no obviously then we sat on it for months on end uh and but we were very lucky with um guests straight away i didn't know any other sherlock people i certainly wasn't a member of the sherlock home society of london uh john and i now are and um so we were just sort of reaching in the dark really we didn't know any famous um sherlock scholars or anything like that and we just thought we'd, we'd, we'd chance it um, by arm and, and do the first one, Scandal of Bohemia, the first Sherlock short story, the first uh, in the collection called The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. We thought we would do that with my friend Neil Atkinson, who hosts the Amphil Rap, which I write for and contribute to, who's a Sherlock fan. He's a filmmaker. And then, then John did one, then Trevor Bond did one, and then we got in touch with the Sherlock Holmes Society of London, who knew the podcast and liked it, and then they wanted to do it. 
So it really, without sort of those incredibly lucky strokes, first of all, we're now, I think we're, we're booked up for about another year and a half. We don't need guests for a year and a half now or something. Wow. I think of. We may have one or two we need to slip people in, but it's uh, yeah. it's pretty much uh, fully booked. <laughs> yeah, which which is really nice. And um, it, it's, we've just been so lucky. And I, I didn't think this would take off as much as it has. And um, it, it's just been incredible, isn't it, John? I first encountered you, Carl, through your blog, 10 Weeks in Whitechapel. Yeah. I didn't know that you had, were also contributing to a podcast. Like, I knew nothing about you. You remember um, when, yeah. back in the day, the only the only thing I knew about you was the blog, 10 Weeks in, in Whitechapel. Then they come to find out that you contributed to the Infograph podcast. Was it pretty natural for you um, to just slip into the role? Suddenly, you're a podcaster. Right. Sometimes, sometimes when I think of myself, right, and, and Rippercast, like I never thought, oh, I want to, I want to be a podcaster. Be, you know, no, yeah. A long, a long time ago, there was no real such thing as, you know, no one knew what a podcast was when Rippercast started. But you know, that was never my idea. It, it's a different world. So I, I, we said this on the first show with Neil, and it was a bit strange for me because Neil Atkinson. Um, I've done the Anfield Rap, maybe 50 shows or something on the Anfield Rap in various different types of show. And Neil hosted, I'd say, about 90% of them. Um, and then, so our first show, my first ever role as a presenter of the show, well, uh, John and I are co-hosts, but I sort of lead the questions. Um, I was asking Neil questions, and that totally threw me because when Neil stopped talking, it's usually I have to answer a question, and it was the other <laughs> way around. It was really, really strange, and, and uh, luckily... I said to Neil beforehand, I, I'm new to this completely. I've never hosted. I've never done anything like this before. And um, I think it shows at times as well. Um, and he just said, no, it's, we're just two mates having a chat about Sherlock. That's all we're doing. And right. um, that got a bit more nervous when I was introducing people I, I, I literally hadn't met until we did the till there and then, apart from the odd email. And I, I just sort of went to, looked at it from a perspective of, I've got a rough idea what I want to talk about in this story. They'll have some stuff. John will have a ton of stuff. And we're just people talking. So I, I, I lead. John's role is more sort of, well, definitely John's production and stuff I don't understand. Um, and John is, I, I call him Wikipedia John on the show because I'll say, uh, what year is this again, John? You know, And I haven't got time to look it up because I'm in the middle of a conversation and suddenly I'll hear 1895 thrown down the airway waves at me. Right. And um, um, and, and but John is a co-host as far as I'm aware. I, I like to see it as a three-way conversation more than a two-way conversation, and that makes me feel a bit more relaxed about presenting because it's not presenting. I mean, you do this as well, well, Jonathan, when you do your big panels that you know you used to do with like six people on it, and it ends up just being people talking. And and, and actually, Neil Atkins said to me once that the best shows are the ones he barely speaks on, just because he wants the guests to talk to each other. And when we had. Um, Sarah Marissa on from However Improbable. I played that podcast the other day, and it's really nice because they're talking and disagreeing and arguing with themselves as much as talking <laughs> to us. And that, right. was, that, was, that was really nice. See, Carl, Carl keeps on saying, oh, jo- John's technical ability and stuff like that. I, I literally just start a call and hit a record button. And <laughs> that's way, that's way too complicated for me. <laughs> I, I, I think, yeah, what, what I like about it um, is, is it is like we're having a conversation on the pub, basically. Um, just the people on the other side of the world um, and I think I don't know how Carl feels about this but I think it got a bit easier um, 
as the lockdowns went on. Yeah, because we, we started in November 2019 um, and then COVID hit. So by March 2020, there were lockdowns everywhere. Um, and then I think as 2020 went on, people got more used to the whole idea of Zoom calls and Skype calls and stuff like that. That's how, so I think a lot of people became more relaxed with it as well as that went on. So it was almost like a chat down the pub rather than a a formal um, type thing. Um, And we're also, we're very casual about things as well. Like when we had the uh, um, the, the wonderful... um, uh, women from uh, however improbable on um they were like oh we, we've got our microphone set up uh what format do you want our files in to be sent to you uh, and things like that and we're like no we'll just record the skype call it's fine yeah. it's, <laughs> we're rough and ready and and it uh you know it does the job yeah and I, th- I think there's also um an advantage to the fact that people now are at the stage where they know the show they know how lo-fi we are in terms of um so in the early days when i'd send I wouldn't call it an itinerary or an agenda as such. It's just sort of, I've always thought this about the solitary cyclist. Actually, we haven't done that one yet, but um, uh, it's not an agenda. It's at some point we'll talk about how they started to like Sherlock, how what they thought about the story, what does Watson do in the story, and then everything else in between. So much so that I, I, if, if anyone's listened to this and they want to hear one show, can you please listen to The Adventure of the Crooked Man with Trevor Bond, where we literally discuss, discuss mongooses for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's a really, really funny show. Um, and it, we, we, we don't write a sort of title. Now, we, we, we don't do a walk through the plot. I've, I've had to do that a few times, but mostly for my own memory more than anything else. Um, it's incredibly loose. And um, I, th- I think the best compliment we had, John, was, um, was Rob Nunn, who said on Twitter afterwards, I've just recorded the, and it's quite a dull story, the Beryl Coronet, and now I want to hang around with Carl and John forever. And that's that's a successful show for me. And it's, it's, it's such a nice thing when you hear things like that, because we don't want it to be, I mean, I've heard other shows which are just both football and, and uh, the odd Sherlock show, which is just so regimented. Uh, we, we don't like doing that. We, 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 don't, we don't see it as a linear plot when we go through the story. We will start with the last line sometimes, and you know, and walk around it, and and what have you. And also, we, we should point out we do tear these things to pieces from from a position of love, admittedly. But we we go to town on Sir Arthur's knowledge of London, which is awful, um, and his ability to name most of his female characters either Mary or Violet, and hardly anything else. Or Annie. We've, we're in the Annie years. Yeah, there's three Annies and three stories um, at the moment. We've the ones we're covering. Um, and that sort of makes it fun as well. It just, we try and keep it as casual as possible. Not to mention his, his command of his own canon as well, where, you know, he he gets Watson's name wrong and, and things yes, like that. Uh, yes, <laughs> there's a story called The, the Man with the Twisted Lip where his, his wife calls him James. He's John Watson. <laughs> and my favourite of all time is um, James Moriarty, the, the, the uh, you know, the, the nemesis of Sherlock Holmes, has a brother called James Moriarty. So, you know, we will be talking about that as well in our next show. The casualness of your conversations with your with your guests is 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 fairly similar to Ripper Cast, like you had said. Um, it's one of the differences that I've noticed is I can go forty five minutes without speaking, as you you had said, you know, and just let the panelists talk. But then I end up releasing two and a half hour long podcasts, <laughs> whereas you're always very strict about the times it seems hour long and it's done. 
We've struggled to fill the hour, you know, uh, yeah. the case of identity, for example. But that was just two of us. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. there are some stories where literally nothing happens. There's, there's, there's a story called the Musgrave Ritual, which is a, a classic story. Um, but it's basically Holmes talking to Watson at Baker Street about something that happened to him when he was, when he was a younger man. So, you know, there's, there's, sometimes there's, there's not a great deal on. We do leave, we do have the odd late one, Nick Utekin, was just such bargain, such value for money, we just let him go. Um, so that we will do the odd long one occasionally if it's warranted. Um, but when your guest says that he's, um, he, he's related to Basil Rathbone, I just sort of let him talk. Yeah, you just carry on. You know, you yeah. know what you um, there, there is sometimes a bit of prompting um, on the shows. So the best example I can find, think of is when we had Leslie Klinger on for the first time. And Carl, was it Leslie Klinger, I think it was, when Carl was oh, just so starstruck. Um, <laughs> uh, Le- Leslie Klinger um, has written the definitive work on Sherlock Holmes, the definitive uh, reference yeah. book. Um, the, the new annotated homes. Um, and so Carl is just so starstruck, uh, by speaking to Leslie Klinger. Um, we get 30 minutes into the show and we haven't actually started discussing the story yet. Yeah. Um, and I've, I, I've tried, I've tried like kind of hinting <coughs> to Carl. I don't know why. I, I, I mean, I send him a text message going, we need to start talking about the story, not about Leslie's history with homes and stuff like that. It's fascinating. I've waited a long time for this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I remember the episode with the, uh, um, and this was right when COVID was really ramping up. You had your, on, I, I don't recall the gentleman's name, but working for the NHS or whatever he did. You spent the first 20, 25 yeah. minutes of that show talking about his professional medical life on the front lines of the COVID crisis. And, um, and I like that. I, that's one of my actual, my favorite episodes. We, we always try and do a sort of, so, you know, who are you then? Um, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, that, that was Paul Edwards, Eddie, I've known, he was, we were at school together. Um, and he's actually a, ma- a manager of the NHS. So basically he looks after all the doctors in Merseyside and on the Wirral. And um, so, um, and because lockdown had just happened and the public was still sort of, what's this? I thought, I, ca- I can't really turn that down. I, had, I asked most guests what they, you know, what they do, uh, you know, their works. Because sometimes I don't know anyway. We, we had Bonnie McBird on who casually dropped in that she wrote the film Tron. Right. And then I think that was where, I think John maybe sent me a text message for that as well as story, yeah. Carl, story. <laughs> it's the big one. It's the speckled band as well. It's number one in Sir Arthur's own choice of his own stories. And yeah, so tell me about Tron. You know, so um, we, we do right. like to keep a bit, a bit of bio in there as well. So I think it's yeah. always, always nice to know is why, where they're approaching this from. And because we don't, we don't want to just make it, people have written papers on homes um we had um my friend louisa her daughter hannah who i've known since literally the day she was born um was is a um a student at durham university writing english and when she was a teenager she emailed me and said i don't like sherlock it's all stuffy and horrible which of course i've always held against her and bullied her with remorselessly and we did a show and that was an interesting one because she doesn't know about mrs hudson or you know or even in Moriarty I was probably before the TV series uh and so we, we try and keep it as varied and we we want the guests to be not just talking about Sherlock we want to know how they've arrived there as well and and yeah. you know we, we, we've all got different starting points on this the so same with Ripperology I suppose as well yeah. um it, it, we, we try and keep that as, as sort of light and as as possible and not because it fills minutes at the beginning of the show mm. um but <laughs> 
I don't know if you're able to gauge analytics or anything like that. Rippercast doesn't bother mm-hmm. no, how many people listen to us, but just give us, give me your, a sense of listener reaction and, and um, you know, we don't know numbers. Um, I think we really care about numbers to be honest, because yeah. it's, it's just, it's, but it's been really nice. I, I read a tweet from someone the other day who bought a, um, a Sydney page of the illustrator from the strand magazine um, he uh, bought, bought a, a a print of it in a shop, which is literally two minutes behind me, here where I live. And, and, and um, I messaged him and said, like, you know, that's really close to my house. I didn't know the man, and he just said, oh yeah, yeah I, I go there all the time. By the way, love the show. And I thought, oh, he's actually a listener. I didn't know huh? that. Um, yeah, we we owe such a, uh, a, a a ton of gratitude to the Sherlock Holmes um, Society of London and the Journal um because they could have been awkward in a sort of oh god it's another it's these two amateurs talking about Sherlock and now they're doing it in order and and you know blah 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 but it's been so welcoming so much so that you know when we tried to get like Nick Nick Utekin on the show um Leslie Klinger so Leslie King it was just a pipe dream and he was on the fourth show or something yeah um, uh, and and that gave us a massive sort of, and, and and Leslie retweets what we do all the time um, bloke called Bert Cools, I don't talk about very often. <laughs> He's been very <laughs> recently. Um, bit of a hero. Uh, and it's it's just been so we, we don't know numbers, but we know that we're, we're heard right. so much so that we had to uh, have an emergency change of guest for the last show we've just done, uh, the Greek interpreter. And I just put it out there, said we've been let down, and I got responses immediately saying, and and uh, and, and Madeline said, yes, I'd love to do the show. She's just a fan. So she came on and did the show with us and was brilliant. And it, it's such a, it's, it's been really, really, and Ripperology isn't always the most welcome, as we all know. It's not always the most, you know, it's, it's not a, a group hug, Ripperology, to say the least. Um, yeah. but, but the Sherlock side of things really has been, it's been just lovely. And um, we, we the guests we've had on have really encouraged not just us, but their friends to listen to and, and, um, and, and really accepted the spirit in which the show is meant rather yeah. than, you know, just sort of uh, uh, yet another Sherlock Holmes podcast. I, th- I think it helps with the, the Sherlock community um, in that there is what's called the, the, the great game, um, where a lot of Sherlock scholars um, imagine or pretend that, that, that Holmes and Watson are real, that these are actual historical events that... Um, Conan Doyle has recounted. Um, so th- there's a spirit of fun about it. And I think that's why we've been welcomed in as well, because it kind yeah. of goes in with that. And we, we, we don't approach it from the point of view that um, it is real. Some of our guests do, um, you know, and then they play the great game bit on the show, you know, but uh, it's, um, you know, it, it, there is that fun and lightheartedness in the homes community that, you know, which you may not get in other literary communities or other interests. Yeah. So you've done how many shows? Twenty-two. Yeah, we've we've just um, the last one we released was the uh, Greek interpreter. We're about to record next week, um, Body with a Bird. I'm not going to talk about Tron. John, make sure I don't talk about Tron. Uh, and um, and then we've got uh, the last story of the second collection, um, the memoirs, which is uh, the last story is the final problem. 
which is which is going to be a big one. Explain to our listeners what that's all well, going to, to be. About. To explain what the stories are for, for, for non um, Sherlock fans, it's the two stories are called the final problem and the empty house. And I'm going to do something here which uh, I do on the show. John, how many years are they apart in terms of when they were written? Uh, three yeah. years, I believe. I think it was three years between. Um, three years. I look it up now. Between the memoirs and the return of Sherlock Holmes. So basically, the final problem is the famous one where he announces Moriarty because he's deduced him. Um, They go all around Europe um, chasing each other pretty much. And then they have a big fight on the Reichenbach Falls and Sherlock Holmes dies. And he is dead, completely dead. Um, I was totally wrong. It's 10 years Oh, really? Is that long? Oh, wow. Before yeah. Oh, it's because, it's because Hound of the Baskervilles comes in the middle, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, which, which makes things confusing. But, um, and then, so Sherlock is dead, and then Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was getting letters. I remember one just opened with the words, you brute, because they killed Sherlock. And, of course, he didn't want to be tied down to one character forever, um, so he, he went on doing his own thing for a while, and then he decided to bring him back, um, and he reappears in London, and to Watson, and to Mrs Hudson, and to Lestrade at the Scotland Yard, and comes back again and says, oh, by the way, I didn't die, actually. I didn't fall down, except there's a little edge, and I got trapped on that. It's very handy. And um, and that comes back as the empty house. And the, the time between Holmes dying, in inverted commas, and coming back is known as the Great Hiatus. That, that's three years, Bob. It's three, three years... years. It's three years in the in the in universe. Yeah. It's actually ten years in publication. In publication, that's right. That's yeah. why we got confused. And so John and I had a bit of a problem about this because we wanted to give something special to the final problem because it's the big one. If no one knows anything about Sherlock Holmes, they know that he what he fell off a waterfall at one point. Uh, and um, and Moriarty, of course. And it's, it's Moriarty's debut. Quite confusingly, Watson's never heard of Moriarty. Then he meets him. Then sort of kills him because he's there. And then in a novel, The Valley of Fear, Watson says, who's Moriarty? So, you know, that's we, we investigate things like that. Um, it's such a big story that we wanted to make something special of it. And this goes back to my own sort of Sherlock past. So in the early 1990s, when I'd really started reading Sherlock properly, I listened to the state of adoration to the BBC Radio 4 adaptations, um, mostly written by a man called Bert Cools, but there's others as well. Um, and they've got my favourite Sherlock in, which isn't Basil Rathbone or Jeremy Brett, it's Clive Merrison, and uh, Michael Williams, who's married to Judy Dench, who played Watson, he's my favourite Watson, and I just said to John, I'd love to get Burt Cools on a show, but he's, he's a writer, he's a producer, he's not going to come on this show ever, so I emailed him, I was amazed that he replied, and then we told Leslie Klinger, who'd already done the five orange pips with us, that we're going to be want to do something special with Bert. And he says, oh, if, if Bert doesn't mind, I'd like to come on that show as well. So what we're going to do, rather than just do a standard show, is we're going to host it as a live event on Saturday, the 16th of July, free of charge. Um, and it's going to be, we're going to treat both stories as one. So I'm going to do two recaps pre-recorded for both stories. And then um, John's going to be texting me saying, stop talking to Bert about the BBC Radio 4 adaptations. You may have to do that more than once. So, um, um, which Bert really likes, uh, uh, that we did a story, The Copper Beaches, with, with, uh, with, with Kyle uh, Glazebrook. And um, uh, Bert emailed, said he really, really enjoyed the show. But at some point, Kyle, you're going to have to stop talking about me and start talking about uh, the story. I refute that. But um, 
So we've got we've got those two. We're really really grateful. And and what's really nice is Andrew, our friend Andrew Firth did, and a friend of the podcast did a little poster for us saying coming soon. And we 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 soft launched that on Twitter. And people are so people again people don't understand. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm tuning into this. So that for me, they're the two big names in 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 you know in in, in the Sherlock world. And uh, and I've got to host it. <laughs> and what so what what's the format going to be how are how are you going to broadcast the live um podcast and then how how are people going to be able are they going to be participating in a chat room or how's yeah. that going to so, so basically we've got a, a subscription service set up which john and i've already tested we're going to do um it's going to be me uh doing the recap which i'll probably do over some sort of video of, of sydney page's illustrations from the stories then I'm going to introduce the two of them, and then I'm going to cross-examine Bert for a couple of weeks, and then probably talk about the story. So yeah, so you can join in. We're going to send a link at some point on our Twitter feed, which is Adler Two A D L E R T O. Um, that'll be out a lot, um, obviously with the time and how you can join the show and what have you. And I'm going to be interviewing them, and there's going to be a Q and A Q&A at the end, which John is curating. Yeah, we're basically going to have a. It's going to be a Zoom conversation, I think. Um, yeah that's here and we're probably also gonna try and stream it over something like twitter or facebook for those of the people who you know may may not be able to download zoom to their phones or whatever yeah. um just, just you know to make it make sure people can just watch if they want rather than participate in the yeah. uh, in zoom to make it as accessible as possible um as carter there's gonna be a mailing list sign up so you can sign up for news updates and the links will come directly to your, your phone or emails and uh yeah, I have no clue how we're going to get something working, but we'll, we'll work it out on that as we, yeah. as we progress now. <laughs> yeah. And remind me what uh, day this is going to take place on again? Saturday, the, tw- the 16th of July at 5 p.m. UK time. Okay. And I'll tweet out um, the, BS- BST, the uh, isn't promo it? poster. <laughs> I think I missed that. BST, yeah, it's BST, yeah, I think. Yeah, British, British Sunday type. <laughs> yeah. Two stories in one show, right? Yeah, we're crossing. We're doing the last one of the of the memoirs and the first one of the return of Sherlock Holmes. So and we're then, just starting. So the and then how many uh, how many uh, stories are, are left? There's fifty six altogether. Okay, so, so you're, you're, about you're, halfway. you're almost halfway. Yeah, yeah. And then we then we then we've got to talk about the novels at some point, John, as well. Wow. Yeah. There's four novels to do as well. Pound of the Baskervilles. Well, in order, they'd be Studying Scarlet, Sign of Four, Hand of the Baskervilles, and The Valley of Fear. Wow, it's a it's a big challenge you've taken on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we were originally just going to do the short stories, but I think we started talking with novels at some point, so we were just like, yeah, we got to do them as well. And, uh, yeah. Okay. The novels are going to be uh, dissected with love quite significantly, I think, because uh, even though the novels came first, you know, they're, they're not as good as the short stories, with the exception no. of the, the very first one of Study in Scarlet. And in fact, with the last one, Valley of Fear, Sherlock's hardly in it. It's all exposition and backstory. He's hardly uh, in Hound the Baskervilles as well, to be fair. No, because he sends Watson away to do all the work for him. Yeah. I think yeah. with Hound the Baskervilles, because Hound the Baskervilles was written during the Great Tiaitas. Um, yeah. I think that I think the Conan Doyle was writing just a generic detective novel with a gothic element. Yeah. And then he decided about three quarters of the way through, let's make the Sherlock Holmes novel. So Sherlock wrote him in this. Yeah. I uh, listen to every single episode, as you guys know, and uh, a lot of times I'll find myself jealous of Carl, you know, oh, this is just a great idea, and, you, and your shows are so well done. Um, so it really is a treat as someone like me who d- isn't a Sherlock Holmes fan. I mean, I read, I read uh, quite a few of the stories when I was younger, 
Um, but I'm not like a Sherlockian by any means whatsoever. Um, it's enjoyable for me to listen to the shows. So even like, like a, a casual fan of um, Doyle's work, I get a lot out of it. I'm glad to hear that that there's still what nearly 30 uh, episodes left, and then <laughs> and then and then you you're going to tackle the novels, right? Yeah, we're going to do the novels. We I've got an idea about the novels as well. All right. So again, this is Sherlock from Adler Day, Amberly, Carl Kopek, and John Reese. Wish you guys continued success with the podcasts and this big event that you guys have coming up. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you very much.